Macy Gage from the Tangentialist blog digs up and discusses events and experiences from her own collaged history on having a stigmatized condition known as bipolar. She relates, reflects, and refocuses it into infectiously funny anecdotes and amusing stories that will have you in stitches. Being a roaming artist, a roaming distracted artist, that reinvents and reimagines her goals constantly, this podcast takes you down a twisting rabbit hole of icons and avenues of slightly familiar yet offbeat occurrences. Join her every other week as she delves into her own bizarre memory banks, pulling out some eccentric moments that capture the intimacy on the ups and downs of this disorder lived out in her electric days of her rebellious youth. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Tangentialist podcast and let's just jump right into it. Last episode I left you with when I met Jake. He brought me up to his friend's place above the arcade and I didn't think anything of it other than maybe there was a loose thread in my mind saying to me I was now doing adult things, you know, just subconsciously, right? But, But when I walked up into the apartment, it was an older building. So there were sort of thick, intricate wood designs around the frames of the the windows and the doors. There was a long wood table in the dining room with one matching chair that was placed in the corner with the back to the wall adjacent to the fully open window because this was sort of the peak of summer. And going into the living room, there were sheets, pillows, and a thin blanket on the floor. This was a few years before train spotting, but in reality, this place looked six months away from looking the very same. There were no identifying items at all in this apartment. In the bedroom, there was a bed. That's all. The bathroom had a plush robe, and that was all. Jake's friend was living really sparsely. That is all my 15-year-old brain knew to make of the circumstances. In the hall outside the flat was a ladder that I made sure I sat under with my back against the wall. I had no superstitions, but maybe I should have. But I wanted to talk in this episode about how I was rooted in my explorations, how I really wanted to explore everything. And my sketchbooks kind of, they they left so much opportunity for me to express different ways of seeing the world, trying to visualize and create different worlds out there and and wanting to experience them and show glimpses into a part of a, a fantasy world that I was inspired by nudity, nature, and the impressionable time that I was in. So rooted in the realization that education is essential and that I was stuck in this dichotomy of what the clash was very aware of and that's should I stay or should I go. I wanted to run and explore everything around me but I knew learning kept me rooted at least for a while anyway. And I knew the the tiny town I was in, Brockville, I, I knew I was there for high school and that it was such a bore but I also knew I could stick it out. I would just make sure I was going to have a lot of fun while I did. I didn't realize the fun I wanted to have was going to cost me my sanity. More on that in future episodes. I want to talk about my high school and it was such an old building. I remember when we went when I went there that it was, you know, it was three levels and and there was even inscriptions above the doorways that said girls and boys and I so I really felt like I was sort of living in a different century and it was it was built in the 18th century. It was built in 1889 and opened that September. It was a crazy high school that that I went to and really very historical. 
When I was there, I really dove headfirst into school, wanting to experience everything firsthand. That includes many experiences that I will not go into too much detail as it may incriminate me, but I will say it was fun. It was a fun time and I made sure I got my work done. Well, for the most part, anyway, I can say that there were sleepovers of various people, parties, drugs that weren't prescribed, nudity in the rain, concerts. There were adventures up north, meaning Ottawa, climbing trees, climbing buildings and climbing mountains out west. And how did I get there? Well, that is where Jake fits into the story, as I mentioned in my last podcast. I mentioned how we met, how it really became what it became, but we will get into that because we did have a, a tumultuous relationship. We fought a lot and made up a lot. Sometimes my injuries weren't just emotional or psychological, but that is for another story. There was a gap in our ages, something I thought was sexy, dangerous, and cool at the time. I was dating an older man. Well, he didn't really act mature, but he was older than me by six years, placing him in his 20s. I was 15 when we started dating. I thought I was living a life on the edge. Edge of what? I wasn't sure. I knew it was fun. I liked it, at least most of the time. I was just flipping through some old photo albums. Remember those? When we, we used to print pictures on paper and put them under plastic? I went and I looked in some old ones from my high school years, and it brought back some memories. Some good, some bad, and some that aren't even there. <laughs> some of the images, I'm thinking, who's that person? I have no idea. Where was, where was this again? What, what were we doing here? And uh, whose house is this? Artwork, galleries, exhibits... There were weddings, beaches, parks, plains, castles, sculptures, parties, and endless parties. This isn't only about my memories, or lack thereof. It's about how we can change those disasters or traumas or negative events into something more positive. Last episode, I left you with how I met Jake. And instead of going into all the sordid details of a teenage relationship, we'll skip mainly to the important parts. The significant portion when we were dating was when Jake talked me into going out west with him. I had never thought anything about the west coast before, other than maybe in geography class. He said to me it wasn't against the law for me to leave my parents at the age of 16. Why not? What did I have to lose? I could go to a school in BC. What was stopping me? Well, money for one. But when I had the I'm invincible, nothing can stop me attitude of a teenager, well, nothing could change my mind. The more reasonable and responsible adults wanted me to stay, the more I wanted to go explore the country. So yeah, that's what we did. We found a teacher in my high school who wanted to sell us a 1972 orange Volkswagen camper van. And when it was brought to our attention that it was available and available right away and I just had been having a job at a bakery and I was about ready to quit which meant I would have a vacation pay that would provide me with the funds to purchase this vehicle it was like oh my gosh this is actually coming true I really thought it was just you know an idea or a concept that may happen may not I didn't really think it was really going to happen but once I paid for the the vehicle it was okay it's really happening 
And so after that, it was just, okay, let's, let's pack our stuff. Let's get a shoebox full of Nutrigrain bars and, and just go. And that's exactly what we did. We went to Niagara Falls and we, I, I think we broke the law because we went all the way down to the bottom of the falls. I don't think you had permission to do that then. This was about, what, 25 years ago? It was 96. So yeah. It was, it was a long time ago. We went down to the falls right down to the very bottom before the zip line, that's for sure. And uh, before a lot of security, I think, too. So we went right down there, got a lot of pictures. That was fun. And then, and then we just started driving north to get out of Ontario. And we stopped in Guelph. Couldn't find our way out. That was a little embarrassing. But other than that, we just, we just kept heading north. But the, the actual road seemed to be carved out of the rocks. It was really, really quite magical, maybe, or, or just, just engaging in, a, in the fact that nature and rocks that could be millions of years old, because maybe this was actually the bottom of an ocean, and, and that's what this, this sedament or these, these rock formations were from. I don't know. It's like, or some uh, different time periods. I don't even know how to pronounce them all, but the Cambrian and the, and the Jurassic and that felt really exhilarating to be to be going through those those ancient rock formations so there was there was that and then there was we got to Sault Ste. Marie and Jake had a friend there I think he knew from when he was a kid because he had a French German background and I think that may have been people that he knew from his not his family but his family knew them and maybe they were French I'm not sure we didn't stay for long we kind of just hung out in the afternoon and then we left and we went to Kelowna I think the same day because we were often just just camping in camper parks and stuff like that so because because this was a, a camper van so so that's what we did and then and then once we got over to manitoba it was because it took 15 hours Ooh, we got to another province you know it's like we're we're really on our way you know so we've only got three more to go that was that was quite exhilarating quite quite enjoyable to just be you know traveling on the road like jack kerouac and others of course but but it was really really uh quite fun to just be just be doing that but yeah we got through manitoba went to an art gallery there and that was that was nice to to see the artwork of the artists in that in that area of the country I, oh you know what i do remember one exhibit that really stuck out to me was there was it was a sculpture exhibit i can't remember who the artist was but they just did these capsules of, they were like the size of the size of a football but in the shape of a pill like a capsule like say a Tylenol so they were they were these I don't know about maybe a foot long and then you know the the width of a of a capsule in in proportion but then yeah and they covered the entire wall of all four walls all the way up to the ceiling covered in all these capsules that I I definitely remembered that wow I feel like I'm in a pill bottle right now this is something that did definitely got recorded in my memory banks. I don't know what they were trying to say about this medical business or the or medicine per se, but but yeah, it definitely stuck out. And then we we continued on west going to going through Saskatchewan and and then finally hitting the Rockies and it was those Manitoba, Saskatchewan and then finally getting into Alberta. Oh my gosh, it was so boring, so flat so quiet there was so so nothing there there was really nothing there it was just flat grass all the way and I, I just slept through most of it so I'm glad somebody was driving the car because I don't think I could have but but yeah once we started to see the, the Rockies come into view it was it was quite quite exhilarating quite just I'm having a I'm having trouble finding words again let's see what I can find I can't find anything right now 
But yeah, it was a it was a fun experience of just traveling across the country in a camper van and just sleeping in the van. And it was a cold van because I don't think the heater worked very well. And in September, it started to get really cold in the mountain areas of uh, the Rockies. And we started really fighting, fighting a lot. Like we were barely talking. I think it was just, yeah, we, we were having severe cabin fever. I was writing this four page sort of journal entry, I guess you could say, of this experience. And I haven't found it yet. When we were we were seeing the Rockies and, and we got through what uh, Jasper and yeah we finally started to go south to towards Vancouver and on the way to Vancouver and I was trying to mention all the cities were not very many actually because on the Trans Canada Highway it just goes from Calgary to Kamloops to Abbotsford and then Vancouver. And we started to see the skyline of Vancouver. And it was just like, we were so excited. We finally got to our destination. And so we pulled over to a, a McDonald's and we found another camper van, a Volkswagen, with four people that were also doing a similar trip. And we just talked with them for hours there. And uh, and yeah, it was just one couple and two single friends that were, that were with them. And we were talking for so long, for so many hours, it seemed, that we decided, you know what, let's get a place together. We're going to the same place. And well, although Jake and I had been fighting so much I just at the time I was like you know what I can't I can't do this so I somehow I don't know how it happened but I ended up staying with his Egyptian friend from high school for a couple days and then I guess after two days I was like I better get back you know I can't I can't stay with this this friend I don't even really know him so so I went back and I I found they had a they had a house already and they'd they'd cleaned it out and everything was back to normal but the weird thing was things weren't I could totally tell that Jake had said things that I don't know what he said how he said it what he'd left out obviously things had been been said that have made these people that we just met look at me differently and so it's just like okay well you know what we were we were in the opposite room to the other couple and then the two single friends were downstairs it was my priority to become best friends with these people. They were just people that we met on the on the street, right? So it was like, you know what? I was just going to get a job. I was just going to, you know, do my thing and, and just, yeah, just get things done the way I wanted to and, and not, not focus on that. So, but it, it just continued that there was this like animosity between these, this group of people and, and Jake had just, he'd started to resent me, it seemed in a way, because I don't know if it was that time apart or if he'd met somebody else. Or, or maybe it was just the fact that we were in a new province and a new city. Yes, he'd been there before. Which he did go out there when he was 15, or 16, I think, with another girl. When I was that age, I didn't, I just thought, oh, that's fine. You know, I didn't think anything of it. When the alarm bells should have been ringing right then. If he'd already done this to another girl, you should have realized, call it quits, get out of there. He's going to just, it's going to do the same to you. Because, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll explain what happened after. We we weren't talking really. We were barely talking. I don't even know how we were surviving in this this new space together. Cause uh, all that anger that we seem to have for each other, I don't know. I ended up finding a job at a theater company, and it was a telemarketer's job, but it was a job, and that's that's what counted, right? I needed to pay rent. I needed to get bills paid. I needed to I needed to settle down. So I I, I did this job for a few months, and then and then after three months, they they said to me, I don't know if they said you're not doing well or or we're not doing well and we're just gonna have to close up shop but they basically just said you're 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 laid off and I was like okay fine you know what this is what January I think it was January 96th so I just I can't do this you know what I can't be ignored in this new province 
I'm by myself. You know, I don't know anybody here. I'm just, you know what? I lost my job. I'm just going to go home. You know what? So I just, I, we just had some uh, farewell intimacy, I guess you could call it. And I just had enough money with my job. I think I had enough to get a plane ticket. And so I got a plane ticket and I just went home. Um, But before that, I was just waiting outside. I was having a cigarette just before my flight. One guy, he said to me, he's like, he saw that I was crying and I I just looked at him and I, because he said, triste. And I was like, oh man, made me cry even more. So I just, uh, I just put out my cigarette and and went inside, got on the plane and, and I was sleeping on the plane and I was so tired for the whole flight. I got home and I was, I was sleeping some more and I was like so tired. I was like, what's wrong with me? And then I realized, you know, I haven't had my period in like two months, you know, what's this, what's going on? So I went to the health clinic and surprise, surprise, you're pregnant. And I was just like, oh man, I I just couldn't really process it at the time. But it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely life altering for one thing. I was like, oh man. And the first thing I thought to do was tell Jake, I was like, why did you not keep it to yourself? And then you could have, well, we'll get into that in the next episode. And this is what I will go into great deal with in the next episode as I take you down another rabbit hole of my heady days of my rebellious youth, tripped up by disorder. Thank you, glorious humanoids, for tuning in. Folding up these anecdotes, I express them to you and I give them for you to enjoy and consider as I reflect and remodel and re-engage what the future has for me on these social platforms. See you next time on The Tangentalist. <laughs>